You're listening to a podcast from Victory. In Jesus, we are able to witness the fullness of God's power. Know more in week two of Unboxed. We are in the second installment of our series, uh, Unboxed, for we will be unpacking and boxing the different titles given to the promised Messiah, resulting in gratitude, worship, and a deeper walk with God. In the Bible, the names of uh, God means more than just a way to identify God. And the more we get to know the names of God, and we know that it is really uh, what we have talked about about, uh, about a week ago, that He is indeed our wonderful counselor. And the, the more we get to know who He is, the more that our knowledge of Him will influence the way we live our lives. So if you are at times a bit shaken with situations, it is because that you don't really know uh, really who God is. And this is why we're here. We want to get to know God. And more than just coming uh, every Sunday and taking part in our worship gatherings, that uh, on your own you will have a personal encounter with God. Am I correct? This is why this moment of uh, the Yuletide season will be an opportunity for us to unravel who God is. And the more you get to know God, the more that He uh, has the power to influence your life. Our faith is a product of our experiences of who God is. And I'm telling you right now, you cannot fake it. You can pretend that you're a Christian. You can raise your hand. You can open your Bible. You can carry a Bible in church. But if your uh, encounter with God is just on uh, really, really in this type of gathering, you're, you're, you're missing the point. I want to encourage all of you that indeed as we take a break uh, from all the demands of life, that we can just uh, really pause for a while and, and deepen our relationship with God with all the festivities and all the Christmas parties. And I'm telling you right now, okay, how many of you here are enjoying, okay? The, uh, uh, most of the Christmas parties with all that's right in front of you and the food and, and you just can't help but devour everything, okay? So uh, that's, that's one of the things I'm praying that I don't, I don't get tempted, okay? But human as I am, I, I give in to temptation, okay? I eat a lot, okay? Okay, you don't have to look at my, my waistline, okay? So it is really my prayer that you will get to know the character of God and the more we experience God and the name uh, and, and the, the names and the nature of God, the more that uh, our, our responses and reactions uh, change because at the end of the day, we know that indeed, the more that we know the character of God, it has what it takes to really uh, change the way we look at life. Thus, about a week ago, we did talk about the wonderful counselor. And we know that the wonderful counselor um, is the Lord Jesus Christ because the counsel of the world has failed. Do you understand? And I'm telling you right now, everyone and everybody, even that the person beside you that you love and, and has been uh, the, the object of your love and passion will fail you. Your husband, your wife will fail you. And don't look at me like that. I'm telling you right now, it's, 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 it's really the truth. And there's only one person. Though that person uh, that, that's beside you will try his best or her best to accommodate you, that person will fail you. There's only one person who will not fail you, and his name is Jesus Christ. He is our wonderful counselor. Amen. Okay, you can give God the glory for that. He will direct your steps. And the reason why he's wonderful, because he's just full of what? Full of? He's wonderful because he's full of? Wonders, okay? Galing talaga, okay? You started before coming here, all right? Okay? He's full of wonders because there's, there's no one who will go out of his way to save humanity. Okay? Somebody will die for good people, but not for people like us. And that, that brings me to my knees and I, that amazes me that indeed this person is wonderful, that he's full of wonders and signs and thus he gives counsel that is just totally full of wisdom. Today we'll talk about mighty God. Okay? A week from now we'll talk about everlasting father and two weeks from now we'll talk about 
Prince of Peace. When I say Mighty God, okay, a, a lot of us here, we have an image of uh, what a Mighty God is. And that is something that we will unpack this uh, evening. But before we do so, I want you to understand that about a week ago, we, we did talk that indeed man sin against God. Okay? And it started in the garden. And from then on, God has already mapped out His plan for humanity. How many of you here can't help but be, be, be amazed that God knows that indeed uh, we need somebody to rescue us from the dominion of darkness? He created an elaborate plan. That He has a great plan. And it did not begin when, when we sinned against God. It was a plan long ago. And that plan was accompanied by different prophecies. And one of the prophecies I, I, I can refer back to is from Numbers chapter 24, verse 17. I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star shall come out of Jacob. A star. Not the diamond star, not the mega star, not the star for all season. Okay? But a different star. And a scepter shall rise out of Israel. It speaks of what? Of authority. God gave mankind an idea that there is a Savior that... He has prepared for humanity. And this Savior is not just a wonderful counselor. This Savior is mighty. Do you understand? When you say mighty, He is alone and alone who can save you from your present condition. If there is another option, God probably will uh, opt for that, for, that, for, for that alternative. But I'm telling you right now, there's no alternative, no other person or system that can save you. Only in Christ Jesus. That makes Him mighty. And we will uh, talk about this. And, and, and part of the prophecy is that in 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 16, okay, and your house and your kingdom shall be made sure forever. Before me, your throne shall be established forever. We thought, okay, uh, that this is just another person. And I believe during the time they believe that this is uh, uh, somebody who will come like a political king. And probably some of them might, might believe that this is King David. But we know that King David is a man after God's own heart. But he failed. Do you understand? Because King David is limited. The people, the leaders are probably, we think, that can rescue us. And I'm telling right now. And I'm, I'm seeing this, okay? Most Facebook comments of, of who the person you would want to uh, vouch for. And mine is secret. My point is, some of you are anticipating, okay? We're not here to endorse that, okay? I'm here to unpack God's word. But I'm telling you right now, okay? That I hope that... Uh, You'll pick the right person. But going back to the message, I don't want to get lost here, okay? Because I'm about to say it. His name is... No, no, I'm kidding. But, but, but indeed, this is the, 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 the person that, that probably we will rely and depend on will fail us. That person is a human being and is limited. The God, the mighty God that we serve is limitless. Amen. This is why every time that we look at life and all the challenges that goes with it, if you know the God that we serve and you know that indeed He is everlasting, He is a Prince of Peace, He is a wonderful counselor, He is mighty. No matter what comes our way, because we are just so focused on His nature and His attribute, we will not be moved or shaken. Amen. This is why I want to read right here in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 to 7. Are you ready? For to us a child is, to us a son is, and the government shall be upon His, and His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of His government and of peace, there will be no? On the throne of David and over His kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with? From this time forth and forevermore, the seal of the Lord of hosts will do this. We just bow our heads and close our eyes. Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity. Indeed, you have gathered all of us, Panginoon. Salamat for giving us, Lord God, 
there's a moment where we can be introduced to who you are. I pray that each and every person will capture your nature. Thus, it will influence the way we live our lives. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Just like what we've read a while ago, that it was validated right here in verse 6. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. For to us a child is born. It speaks of what? Of the deity of God, that He is 100% God. And thus, to us a son is given. It speaks of 100% humanity. And there's no other uh, uh, option for God to send uh, the Savior, King of this world, than to use a woman. And we will uh, talk about it. In fact, John chapter 1, verse 1 has validated verse 6. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was? So the Word, okay, is God. And I hope that, okay, as we, we, we get closer to the message this evening, that you will realize that chapter uh, 7 has validated more than just us having a son, that the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. In fact, okay, this is an affirmation that whatever was prophesied long before, okay, was part of the plan. And you can find that after 700 years, say 700 in the book of Luke chapter 1, verse 32 to 33, he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob. What? Forever. Dito my forever. This is amazing. Because during the time of Isaiah, they are looking forward to the interpretation of this prophecy. Now, because it already came to pass, we are just what? We are looking back and we're are, are thankful that God thought of someone to rescue us from what I have mentioned a while ago, from the dominion of the darkness. Amen. So this is a well-thought plan. Do you understand? This is why whatever is concealed in the Old Testament is revealed in the New Testament. Whatever is contained in the Old Testament is explained in the New Testament. This is a beautiful picture. The God was simply saying, Whatever I have spoken, I am mighty to carry it out. This is how mighty God is, that whatever He has promised, it will come into pass. How many of you hear once in your life that somebody promised you of the, moons, uh, of, of the moon and stars, and, and you know it was, it, 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 was, it was an empty promise. Somebody affirmed you that I will, I will marry you. Okay? And you know that's just a joke. Do you understand? And here you are, though you know it's a joke, you did nod your head and, and feel the Christmas breeze. And now you're hugging yourself all by yourself. Okay? And I'm telling you right now, when God in the past has spoken the word, He is the author and perfecter of it. Thus, the Bible clearly states that He is a wonderful counselor, mighty God. In fact, some... Of 45 verse 3 says, You mighty one, clothe yourself with splendor and majesty. He's not just mighty, he's full of splendor and majesty. In fact, in, in Psalm chapter 50 verse 1, okay, the mighty one, God the Lord speaks and summons the earth. He's in control of, of everything that you see. Do you understand? He is full of splendor and majesty. That if you're here right now, it is my prayer that you will pause for a while and Ask the Lord, Lord, can you reveal to me? Okay? The, the, the angle or the perspective in who you are as my mighty God. It is my prayer for the past 20 years of being a Christian that I will wake up every morning 
to know the Jesus I never knew. Some of us here, okay, you've been coming to church and you've been hopping from different churches. I'm not against you. Alam ko na yan. Do you understand? I'm familiar with that. I know that song, Victory Weekend. I'm, I'm done with that. I've been a Christian for 20 years. And the reason why you're like that, because you think you have fathom who God is. You don't have a lifetime to even have an idea of who God is. This is my prayer for all of us, that people that are in this room would always desire that, Lord, give me hunger and longing with who you are as my mighty God. So what we will unpack right now is the name mighty God from the Hebrew word El Gibor. I'm Ryan Gidor. I'm not God. Okay? But I love, okay, to be associated to God. The name mighty God is usually associated with a warrior or a strong victor or a champion or a national hero or a fighter. And if El Gibor has a background song, it goes a little something like this. <laughs> Thank you very much, okay? Back on my feet. Okay. I'm just kidding, okay? And, and that's, that's a picture. The G- <laughs> You're dismissed, okay? That, that's, I don't know why if I'm reading my Bible, I'm always referring back to a background song. I don't know why. But, but because I, 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 I'm entertained that, that God is not just somebody who would come to us uh, and, and introduce himself, I'm the mighty God. I'm telling you right now, okay, that, that God has a sense of humor once in a while that he would, he would uh, relate with me in that manner. Things that I'm associating him with, who's a champion, a fighter, a warrior. And the reason why he, he topples down and he, he's, he's better than anyone else because there's only one person who took the risk, went out of his way, Went to the kingdom of darkness, snatched me away from the hands of the enemy and what translated me from the dominion of darkness to the kingdom of light. Only one person will do that to me. How many of you here you appreciate that God went out of his way? I, I want you to I, imagine right now. I want you to say the word snatch. I'm telling you right now. He did not probably, this is just my own interpretation. If you're a fighter or a warrior, you don't ask for permission. Can I have that? I'll snatch it away from your hand. Do you understand? Do you see the picture of, of God's love for you? That he will not ask the enemy, can I have this beautiful girl or this man or this person? That though he's mangled, disfigured, full of sin, I'll snatch you away. Do you understand? And this is why this is very important. Because I believe with all my heart that God is ready, willing, and able to snatch you away from the hand of God. So if you're here right now, this is not an accident why you're here. God forcibly took you away from the enemy's hand. This is how mighty the God that we serve. This is why I want to refer you back to a story in the New Testament. And we know that there's no other person who will give us a clear picture of how mighty this God is. And her name is, her name is Mary. Okay? And this was the account in Luke chapter 1 verse 26. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. Okay? Chapter 1, verse 26. To a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one. What a greeting. Okay? The Lord is with you. 
So I want you to imagine right now the reaction of Mary. <laughs> the Lord is with me. I mean, if somebody will tell the Lord is with you, you'll, you'll enjoy the moment, right? The Lord is with you. <laughs> but this is, okay, this is the catch. But she was what? Greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Oh, I found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. You'll bear a son with no human involvement. And during the time, the, the punishment for being pregnant without a father is death. You're favored by God, but people will kill you. <laughs> I'm favored by God. Nobody will react in that manner. You'll be killed. Do you understand? You're favored by God, but you'll be killed next week. I would rather not be favored by God. Do you understand? And you know what happened to Mary? This is beautiful. She, watched, she uh, really had a, a different response. In fact, Mary became a music com- composer, and the title of the song was Magnificat. Do you understand? It's in the Bible. You want to read it right now? She, be, she, she was, uh, in a flick of a finger, became a, what? A, 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 a worship leader. Okay? How many of you here appreciate our music team? Can we give them a hand? 99% of them are single, okay? And ready to mingle, okay? So I hope that, uh, okay, we'll, we'll really address the issue. My point is, okay, the Magnificat, okay? And this is what's written right here, verse 4 to 6. I'll flash it on the screen, but for now, let me read it to you. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. But possibly I'll be killed. It's not in the scripture. But I just wanna I just wanna I just wanna put it right there. Do you understand? How can you magnify the Lord if somebody will kill you? Do you understand? Verse 48, for he has looked on the humble estate of his servant, for behold, from now on all generation will call me, call me blessed. I'll be blessed because they will kill me next week. Do you understand? It's kind of ironic. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. Lord, you're holy, and you're magnificent, but they will kill me. Okay? He has shown strength with his arms. He has scattered the proud in thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent empty away. And I realized... What, what, what made a difference? Why Mary, in the midst of the possibility of dying, will have this response that she opted to compose a song and sing it before God? And how many of you here, when you're in trouble, this is where you defer to. You compose a song and sing before God and worship the Lord. church three times in a week. And, and you do these things because you, you, want, you want to respond as a believer and as a Christian. And I believe with all my heart, the reason Mary was like this because she has already a devotion to her God. Which means more than all the, the, the things that probably might happen to her, whether that's good or bad, she has already fixed her mind on Jesus or on God. Remember, the Bible says that whoever is in the tummy or in the womb of Mary was also God. It's in the scripture. And thus, I believe the reason why God entrusted her with okay, the coming Christ because of her relationship with God. That's another story for another day, but I believe the reason why Mary was not really moved with all the external threats because 
she's fixed. Ladies and gentlemen, in the midst of all the festivities and all the activities and all the programs and all the Christmas bonuses, if there's left, okay? That we need to be reminded that if, if you want to get to know this mighty God, it is important that you fix his eyes on him. The word fix is abhorrow. That we turn our eyes away from other things which are nearby. And a lot of things can displace us from where we are. It is my prayer that we fix our eyes on Him. That no matter what will happen, if we have a fixed reference point wherever you may be, you'll never be moved. Because a reference point or a fixed reference point is, of course, the reason why it's fixed, because it's immovable. And I'm telling you right now, there's only one person that we can trust that is totally immovable, and that is Christ. Everything is movable. That person, he looks cute, but he's movable. When you anchor your life and your faith and your trust, when that person is shaken, you'll be shaken. Do you understand? Your finances will be shaken. That brother of yours, that mom of yours, yes, they love you, but they're human. They're limited. It is my prayer that all of us, that we will have this understanding, God, I will fix my eyes on you, the author and perfecter of our faith. The fix is to meditate who God is. This is why the name of God was not just given to identify Him from other gods. There is something behind that when we fully understand the nature and the attributes of God, it will radically change our lives. So the more you meditate that He is mighty, He is mighty God, the more you get to know Him. So when the going gets tough, the tough, you're wrong. The tough goes to God. Do you understand? Because you know Him. Yesterday, I was looking for a parking space. I was driving my, my, my red Ferrari. I'm just kidding. My red Ferrero, okay? I, I was looking for a parking space for about 45 minutes, and I can't find one. You know, after 45 minutes, you know, I was, I was frustrated. You know what, what you, you, you do as a pastor and as a Christian? You pray. After 45 minutes, Pastor Carlo. How many of you here can relate with me? That, that your reaction is that when you're looking for a parking space, you worship God. Hallelujah, Lord, parking space. You don't do that, right? You use your intelligence to look for a parking spot. Am I correct? After 45 minutes, I repented of my sins, of course, because I realized one thing. I'm fixed on my intelligence. I can find one. I can find a slot. I can find an answer. I, 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 I know myself more than God. It is my prayer that you have to Remove your focus on knowing yourself and to put more premium in knowing God. Because when the going gets tough, you will defer towards your intelligence if you are well introduced to yourself. Mas kilala mo yung sarili mo. I'm telling you right now, look at the person on your left. Yeah, you can trust that person. Yes, he's good. Look at yourself. You can trust that. You cannot trust that person as well. Yeah, you cannot trust. And this is why there is no one in this world that you can trust, only God Himself. Thus, He is worth you fixing your eyes on Him. And this is why as we meditate on the mightiness and the power of God, we will be changed. Some people, the reason why, okay, they're acting like, like little kids and immature because they think the baby on that manger has been a baby for quite some time. So you fix your eyes on that baby. That's the reason why you act like one. Do you understand? A simple offense, you get offended. 
okay? That mighty God that I'm talking about is no more a mighty, a mighty kid. He has grown and he has matured. And, and I hope that you will witness and collide with the strength and the power of God. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope that we just don't know the mighty God up here, but we will experience the mighty God down here. My question with you right now, do you know the mighty God? If the answer is yes, do you have a relationship with the mighty God? Because that makes a big difference. This is why Mary can sing this song. Remember, Mary was pregnant while singing this song. I look like one, but I'm telling you right now. She said in, in verse 4 to 6, And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. By the way, this is a song. For he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. Mary has a little lamb. No, no, that's not part of the... I don't know why it crossed my mind, okay? Just kidding. And, and she's saying, man, I'm, I'm, I'm in trouble, but I can look beyond my, my generation. The generations that will come after me, they will call me blessed. And how many of you here can honestly say that Mary is blessed? She's not a God and she cannot save us. She's not a, the way, the truth, and the life. I love Mary. And I'm telling you right now, okay, based on, on our study, uh, uh, they, they would suggest that Mary was, I think, 14, 15, or 16 years old, but she was willing to be used by God. And thus, I'm not here to, to demean Mary. I, in fact, would look up to her, but I'm telling you right now, she's not the way. She's not God. She's also a sinner. And was used by God. This is why I believe with all my heart that God used all of this, stitched everything, prophesied over what will happen in the coming years and centuries because He's mighty. He has what it takes to carry out His, his plan to save mankind. Mary, okay, said, For He who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is His name. Indeed, God has done great things. It is my prayer as well for all of us here that every single day that you declare God is great. God is awesome. Because the more you get to know God, the more you declare who He is, the more it changes your situation. Haven't you noticed if you don't declare the goodness and the power of God, most of the time you will think of negative things. I'm a loser. I will die. Okay, of cancer. So lang yung buhok mo? Cancer na to. You're so negative. Yeah. This is HIV. Indeed, hair is vanishing. And I'm telling you right now, you don't have to wait that you feel good and you, you, you speak life. You declare the goodness and the power of God. Lord, nothing is impossible with you. Come on now, do you do that? You declare, God, you're powerful, you're mighty. The reason why there's praise and worship, because we want to magnify God. He has to be bigger than anything in this world. He has to be mighty than anything in this world. And the more you do that, the more God changes your situation. Can we give God the glory for that? In fact, this person by the name of Corey Ten Boom, you know her? Neither do I. But I like what she said. Look at the world, you'll be distressed. Look within you, you'll be depressed. Look at Christ, you'll be at rest. He, he looks at Christ as our mighty God. Because Jesus is the mighty God. He did not only rescue us and, and went after us and, and went out of His way, took and snatched away from the hand of God. He defeated Satan, sin, and death. There's no one in this world 
the reason why I came to know the Lord because the person who introduced me to God was not just an individual who introduced me to a baby with a planet in his hand. I don't want to go further, okay? Yeah, and I'm not against that. It's your call. It's your, it's your belief. He's no longer a baby. He's a mighty warrior. He's a fighter. Do you understand? He's the king of the octagon. Did I say it right? UFC? Not familiar with that? I'm familiar with KFC, okay? Look at where, where it began. But my point is, Satan, sin, and death. Colossians chapter 2, verse 2, 15, and having disarmed the powers and authorities. Do you understand? He, he rendered them powerless. What kind of man and what kind of leader, what kind of fighter would mess with somebody who's armed and would just tell him bluntly, well, this army is starting today. You no longer have the power to condemn my children. Isn't that amazing? So if you are a guy and you're saying right now, I don't want to go to church because most of them are effeminate, you're getting it all wrong. Try me. I will try you. Wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. That's not my, my, my point is, man, God, the God that we serve is a fi- fighter. He's a warrior. He's a champion. In fact, let me continue. Mary, okay, expresses in her song that he has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. So my question with you right now, is there, is there something difficult and impossible right before our living and mighty God? Because if he wants to put down someone, he can do so. So if you are, if you are depressed of what's happening in our country, I can't explain what's happening in our country, and I can even explain the upcoming election, but one thing I know, God is in control. He is mighty than anyone else. Amen. So pray for this country. Because more than just he is a wonderful counselor, we have a mighty God. He's in control of this. He's in control of your life. He's in control of your sickness. He's in control of of your age. He's in control of your love life. Amen. Yeah, he's in control. And his word is that you'll be single for the rest. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He's in control. He's in control with with your finances. He's in control with your children. My question with you right now, will you fix and focus on his mightiness and how powerful he is? And I, I, I read a, a story. I don't know if this is true. I read this from the, uh, one of the literature of, of Pastor Rick Warren of Saddleback Church of the story of Voltaire. Voltaire mentioned that 100 years from now today, the Bible will be forgotten. This is a declaration of this famous uh, uh, atheist. He said the Bible will be obsolete. But I want you to know, after 100 years, the house of Voltaire is used as a Bible depository for the French Bible Society. They sold Bibles out of, the, out of his house. People have forgotten Voltaire, but not our mighty God. Amen. <laughs> Jesus is powerful. Nothing is too difficult for our El Gibor. So before we start our week, I want you right now to declare everything that you're up to. Lord, you are mighty in this area of my life. Lord, my finances, you're my El Gibor. You are in control of this. You are mighty. You're a warrior. You're a fight. There is relational dysfunction. You're having a hard time relating with a friend or a brother or a cousin. Or in, 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 uh, usually every time there's, there's, uh, it's Christmas, there's a, what, a, a family reunion. And, and you know that there is this scar in the relationship uh, with, 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 with our relatives. And you don't know where to start. 
You don't know where to begin. Lord, you're mighty in this situation. Lord, because you're mighty, I will not trust my bitterness. I will not trust, okay, what the other party did to me. I trust you. You can solve this problem because you're powerful. You are my El Gibor. In fact, when Mary was, 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 was freaking out because I cannot be pregnant. I'm about to be, uh, uh, I'm about to tie the knot with my, my, my husband, Joseph. I, I, I cannot. You know what, what, what the angels said in Luke chapter 1, verse 37? Nothing will be impossible to God. So with where you are right now, from your angle, from your perspective, from your view, it is impossible. But ladies and gentlemen, we will not take our angle. We will take the angle of God. And the angle of God says, nothing is impossible with Him. Amen. Amen. Nothing is impossible with God. Just like what Smith Wigglesworth, an apostle of faith, a minister, an evangelist says and said, there is nothing impossible with God. All the impossibility is with us when we measure God by the limitations of our unbelief. Then God becomes limited. But if we measure God based on who He is, He is limitless. Church, men, women, I want you to understand that Smith Wigglesworth is a man of faith. In fact, if you read his autobiography, he was able to raise, I think, 32 people from the grave or 23 people. 23. In fact, 22. And his wife died and he can't let her go. Do you understand? Called forth life. And the wife of Smith Wigglesworth came back to life because he believes that when we tap into how mighty God is, that there is no limitation when it comes to what he can do. Everything is possible. Next year, everything is possible. We will trust. We will believe. We will <laughs> depend that God has the power to do it. In Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us. The word power here, okay, is the power that we're talking about from the Greek word energeo, which means power that is constantly at work. So you don't feel it right now, it's constantly working. Because the basis of that power is not, if, if you're good, you're nice, you're easy to deal with, Remember the power of God and how powerful God is. It's never dependent on whether you're good or bad. God is powerful, whether you like it or not. So whether you're good or bad, God is mighty. I'm not saying that you should continue to live the way you live your life that displeases and dishonors God. But I want you to understand, if you have a God that is a champion, a warrior, that will not be defeated, won't you live like Him? It is my prayer that you will understand that you can say every single day, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Because I have a God who's mighty, who's a warrior, who's a champion. That nothing is impossible with God. So today I hope that the nature and the attribute of God as our El Gibor will be enough and sufficient. Because Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Only Jesus and alone saves. There is no one in this world. He is mighty, He is powerful, and He saves. That there is no other way you can do this apart from Christ. 
everything will crumble down. So it is my prayer. If this is your first time and you don't have a relationship with God, roughly 22 years, I thought I can handle it. I tried almost everything. I was hooked in drugs. I was hooked. Yes, name anything under the sun. But not up until I came to know that God is mighty and He can change me. In fact, I want to tell you a story. That when I came to know the Lord, after about a year, I was diagnosed with a lump on my brain leading to cancer. This is not the reason why I don't have hairs, okay? Just want to clarify that, okay? I'm going to make you smile. And I was scheduled for an operation. And, and, and they brain scanned me, put me in, in, in that machine. And I was with a friend. He's right now a missionary in, in, in our church in, in Nashville. And right before his eyes, he saw how the Lord for about five minutes healed me. I had a lump in the left side of my brain. I came out of that machine negative because of the mighty God that we serve. Now, it's not because I'm righteous, I'm good, I'm nice. Because, Lord, I want to welcome you. Some of you here, you want God to be mighty in your finances. How about your struggles? Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to unlock that door and say, God, let me welcome you. Lord, I'm always offended. I'm lustful. I'm, 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 I'm immoral, God. I'm not here to condemn you, but welcome, God, you're mighty. Break the power of sin in my life. Welcome God in your situation. Some of you here, you're, you're a type of person that you want to be on top of everything. Thus, you're always angry because you're always in control. Some of you are not, right? I'm the only one here who's guilty. I, I, I want to, so I, I would migrate and move and, and be busy. Just, Lord, sabi mo faith without works, diba? You're misquoting the Bible. Some of you here, more than just asking God to take control of the situation, more than moving to another seat and asking God to be in the driver's seat and giving God a steering wheel and Lord, be mighty, be a warrior, fight for me. Take control of my life. Some of you here, you need to be reminded of what Prophet Zephaniah has mentioned. The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save he will take great delight in you. Write this down. He will take delight in you. He will quiet you with His love. Isn't that amazing? He will quiet you with His love. He will rejoice over you with singing. This is what Mary is presently enjoying. The reason why you can rejoice over and you can sing and you can compose a song and magnify the Lord because the difference is that Mary has experienced how the Lord has quieted her with His love. So when you're busy and you would want to fix everything and you move back and forth and, and you just want to be on top of everything, God is simply like, shh, let me quiet you with your love. Stay still. Lord, what, what do, do I need to do? Shh. Oh, what happened, boyfriend? hundred years now. I look like a dinosaur. I'm a part of Jurassic Park. Do you understand? The Lord would say, shh. Lord, I mean, this employee of mine who's, who's the assistant manager to the assistant manager to the assistant manager has been promoted four times. Now he's the president of our company. Where's my promotion? Ladies and gentlemen, God is in control. Shh. Let God quiet you with his love tonight. Let God comfort you. 
because we have a mighty God, and thus Christ is powerful and he is mighty to save. This is my prayer. The more than just what we feel and what we think is right, we can say, God, quiet me with your love. Comfort me with your love. Secure me with your love. That yes, the world is advancing. How many of you here, honestly, you feel bad that people who doesn't have God are blessed and are advancing? Let's be honest, you feel bad. So only the three of us, welcome to the band. One, two, sumasama yung loob niyo minsan. Bakit ganun, Lord, every day nasa victory ako? How many of you here at times, they're not attending church, they're not going to church, but, but they're promoted, they're blessed, they have a new flat screen TV. How many of you here at times you feel that? At times, come on! <laughs> I'm just kidding. You feel that, right? What ganon? Okay. Remember, I mean, you've been, you've been fighting for your love life. I want, I want somebody to love me. Buti pa si Snow White, kumagat na naman sanas, nagka-boyfriend na, di ba? And here you are right now. But I'm telling you right now, let God quiet you with His love. Stay still. I, I'm, I'm in control. I'll give you, and I'll surprise you. You? <laughs> You'll stay single for the rest of your life. Because you have me! Right? So, so I want you to hang on. Being loved by someone is not, okay, the definition of who you are. This is why when you know that God is with us, Isaiah 7.14, Emmanuel, He is with us. He's not just going to really stay beside you. In fact, the word us here is associated that if He is with us, He will fight against our enemies. This is why it is comforting to know that you're not living life alone. Because if God is with us, who can be against us? In Matthew 1.21, the promise to Mary that she will bear a son and you shall call his name, Jesus, for he will save his people from sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. Isaiah, right? The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him, God is with us. Christ is mighty. Christ is powerful. Christ alone saves. So my question with you right now, will you do life alone, or you will welcome the Christ that is mighty. It is my prayer that before the day ends, you will welcome our mighty God into your life. Can we bow our heads and close our eyes as we welcome the music team? Heavenly Father, we ask you tonight that you take control of our lives. So if there are situations in our lives, if there are rooms and places in our lives, Lord God, where you're not welcome, where we have done things on our own, where you're not mighty, Lord God, where you, I'm not winning, I'm always failing. Today, I will welcome and I choose to welcome you. Can you take control and can you come in? If you are that person, you're saying, God, come in. And I want you to show me how mighty you are in this situation of my life. I want you to raise your hand right now. Raise your hand. If you're saying, God, welcome. Lord, can you just... Some of you here, you need deliverance. God, I've been, I've been so 
I've been so consumed with, with sin, God, that I want you to come in. And I want you to be strong. Some of you here, you're about to give up. And I want you right now to call for it. God, nothing is impossible with you. Give me the strength. Because you are mighty. If you are that person right now, I want you to raise as, your hand as high as you can. Lord, I pray for the hands that are lifted high, asking that you become strong, powerful, and mighty. Can you show these people that nothing can stop you? Nothing can stop you from conquering or defeating the power of sin in our lives. I pray that you give them the security that you are our strength and our salvation. You can put down your hands. And I want to use this opportunity to pray and guide you in a prayer. If you're listening to this message and you, you're saying, I want to invite the counsel of God, the power of God, the might of God in my life. The best way to go about it is for you to receive Christ. Tanggapin ang Panginoon sa puso mo. Some of you, it doesn't sound cool, but I'm telling you right now. You know that you have tried almost everything. In fact, you've done almost everything. You know that in your heart. That it has not solved your situation. In fact, for some of us, because you did things on your own, it has worsened your condition. So tonight, I want to give you an opportunity to accept Jesus into your life as your Lord and Savior. The only thing I'm asking from you is to repeat and pray this prayer after me. Just pray this prayer with the help of our leaders. When you pray this prayer, it is the starting point of simply saying that, God, I'm handing my life over to you. Lord, I'm giving my life. Lord, I will fail. And I did fail. But I know that there's no other option but to hand my life over to a powerful God, a mighty God. So if you want to invite Jesus into your life, can you pray this prayer after me? Say this after me. Say this, Jesus. Say this, Jesus, forgive me. I repent from all known sins. At Panginoon, say this, Panginoon, humihingi ako ng kapatawaran. Thank you that today I can start all over again. Salamat, Panginoon, sa bagong buhay. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph slash resources slash podcasts.